Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Well, happy Monday. For those of you who are tuning in on YouTube right now, you are staring at a very pretty backdrop. And let me just show you something. It's not a green screen. It's all real. Look at that. We're actually uh, doing this sales meeting today. I'm doing a sales meeting for you from the living room of one of my brand new listings. It's an 1,850 square foot uh, detached condo out here in Aliso Viejo, California. It's got three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms, and a two car attached garage for a beautiful listing price of $779,000. And I tell you guys all the time that I'm an active, licensed, actively practicing realtor. This is, this is my life too. So I'm not just sitting here staring at a, a camera all day. I'm in the field working and I thought today, this week, as we're in the fourth quarter, I thought, hey, why don't I take you all out to the field with me and show you a little bit of my world and I'll just do the sales meeting from there. But let's jump into it because we only get 20 minutes together total and I wanna make sure we stick to that. That is my commitment to you. Thank you again, as always, for tuning in and being here today. Every day that you tune in to a sales meeting, I know that you're not just making a commitment for, uh, for yourself, you're making a commitment for your business and for your client because you care enough about this to, uh, to, to try to up your game, better your mindset, and to ultimately just become a better version of yourself, both personally and professionally. So congratulations for being here. This is the time in the sales meeting where we break out our journals. So open up that notebook, whatever it is that you wrote down, your commitments, your action plan, your goals for this past week, get it out and put it in front of you. What I want you to do, if this is your first time tuning in with us, is I want you to, to look at what this past week was. If you didn't have a past week, then you're gonna start right now. And I want you to kind of think about everything that happened this past week or stare at it on that page and give yourself a grade. You can score yourself however you want, A, B, C, D, F. You can give yourself a score one through 10 or five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever your scoring system is. But whatever your scoring system is, be honest with yourself because it's really, really important for your continued growth and development that we identify both the strengths and the weaknesses. And what we can't do is lie to ourselves about what we didn't do well because if we do that, we're just not gonna get any better. So be honest about it. I want you to make notes, circle, star, highlight the stuff that you did really, really well because that's gonna be your carryover plan. You're gonna to wanna to continue doing that stuff. And the things that you just sucked at, you guys, you need to figure out if you sucked at it because it was just an off week or because it's just not your jam. It's not your thing. You're just not good at that thing. And uh, it's time to like, you know, cut the cord and double down on the stuff you're great at. So if it was an off week and you just need to continue forward and, and, and make the same commitments or similar commitments this next week, that's perfectly fine. But cut out the garbage. If it's not working, don't try to make something work that's just not working. It's okay. If you're sucking at door knocking, then try sending letters. 
If sending letters isn't working for you, and I don't know why it wouldn't, because I love direct mail, but if sending letters isn't working for you, then try cold calling. If cold calling is not working for you, join a networking group. If networking group, you get the idea, you guys. So the point is, is double down, triple down on the stuff that's working well and cut out the stuff that's just not working and be honest with yourself about where the shortcomings came into place. So, so if you feel like, gosh, I had a rough week this past week because I just didn't, I, I didn't perform as well as I should have because I, I got distracted or because I let other people impact me or because I was too worried about my competitors and not worried about me, that's great feedback. Recognize that, do better this week. If you look at this past week and go, man, I did pretty good. I did, man, that's the best week I ever had. Then what I want you to do is up level just a little bit and say, cool. So based on how I did this past week, what could I do to be even better in the week ahead? All right, so wherever you're at, be honest with yourself. Nobody else is gonna see it. It's your opportunity to write it down. Be fair in your commitments for the upcoming week. And uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, one, one last little thing as you make the commitments for this upcoming week. I've, I'm hearing a lot of chatter and a lot of social media and, and emails that have been coming in lately. And people are like, oh, I made a bunch of contacts. I made you know 500 calls, this, whatever. I don't care how many calls you make. I care how many people you talk to. It's how many people you connect with. It doesn't matter if you pick up the phone and dial 500 numbers, if they're all out of state or they're the wrong number or they're not the people that own the house. What you need to be tracking is the number of times you actually have a real conversation with someone that changes them from a prospect to a contact, like a true contact, and then you can start working that contact into becoming a lead, all right? We'll talk about all those designations another day, but that's just my little tip. Let's jump in today's, into today's topic. Today, we are gonna talk in the spirit of uh, Q4 as we align our goals and make our commitments for this upcoming year. Today we're gonna talk about uh, changing brokerages. And for those of you who are brand new, perhaps where to place yourself into a brokerage. Now, we all have different needs. I operate my business completely separate and different than you operate yours. So the things that are important to me may not be important to you at all, and that is perfectly fine. You guys, I'm so excited to have all this room back here. I can like move and be nimble and just kind of go around. So um, forgive me if I'm kind of back and forth. Uh, anyway, so when, when you're looking into brokerages, there's so many variables that go into it. And it's very, very important that you understand what's important to you. So for example, I don't particularly spend most of my time pitching the brokerage. I pitch myself. I tack on the fact that I, of course, would never align with the brokerage that I don't think is amazing and doesn't support the way that I want to do business. But really, when I get in front of somebody, I'm focused on what I can provide and the value that I can give to them, right? I'm focused on the client and the way that I can connect with that client. I personally don't choose to leverage too much of the brokerage. If I'm at a big listing and I feel like the name of the brokerage is important because they're going to want... A, a more recognizable with international reach or whatever, then maybe I'll leverage that side of the brokerage that I'm a part of. So you've got to figure out what's important to you, but we're living in this world now where the boutiques and the mom and pops are getting just as much business as the big dogs. And it really comes down to, you know, the cost, the value for what you get, uh, the value of what you get for the money that you pay, the split that you pay to your brokerage. What other things do they offer? A lot of brokerages are literally almost at the point where they're taking a loss on the split that, that you pay 
and they have to make their money in other ways by having you know other in-house services be it escrow or other things that they do like maybe their marketing department or a print house or whatever right so the first thing I want you to just think about and be aware of is what you get for what you pay now for the brand new agents out there or maybe an agent looking to get additional training I want to talk about training institutions for a moment there's a lot of coaching out there there's a lot of mentorship and all that kind of stuff but some of the brokerages out there particularly a few of the big ones and I'm not going to make any particular comment on specific names of brokerages but you some of you will catch on to this pretty quickly but there are some institutions out there that really thrive on their their trainings so if you go into a brokerage and part of what's important to you is having access to training and coaching then I want you to follow that up that question up with not only do you offer training I want you to follow that up with who does the training the reason I say this is because I've been at both mom and pop and the big box guys and I gotta tell you I've been to classes let me think of one here's one I went to a class one day that was a contract class now I go to a few contract classes a year because I think the purchase agreement is extremely important it's the document that we do all of our business with right the purchase agreement and listing agreements those are the big ones that we got to know and um, I ended up going to a class at the brokerage because I wanted to get a taste for what they offered and they were doing a contract class and so I sat in on it and I did a little research on the agent afterwards who taught the class because it was a little rocky and what I found out is the agent who taught the class had been in business for five years and they had done a total of three transactions so let me repeat that again the agent that was teaching the contract who by the way did not have any other job at the brokerage okay they, they, this is what they did it's not like they were in a training role and that was the thing they did and real estate was the side they may have another outside job I don't know uh, but it, in real estate they've been in business for five years and they've done three transactions do you think that's the person that should be teaching the contract because I don't so you need to make sure that you're following up those questions the the question of do you have training the next question should be who conducts the training and then the next question should be who creates the curriculum for the person who's going to be doing the training and is that person training people on a regular basis or are you just getting volunteers and getting the agents who aren't busy excuse me so that kind of stuff is very very important the other thing is I want you to keep in mind what's available to you at the brokerage a lot of us sit here and we evaluate like uh, you know it'd be really nice to have a CRM it'd be really nice if they gave me a website and we can cut my costs down and we can do all that stuff that's great you're probably going to be paying a monthly fee for it anyway but the question that I have for you is does your ability to be free and nimble get impacted by the systems that you are selling yourself on that the broker or the brokerage is offering what I mean by that is this a lot of brokerages will say hey we'll give you a free website we'll give you access to a CRM we lead generate for you we do all kinds of stuff right now I'm not saying any of this is bad again I operate differently than you operate but one thing I want you to keep in mind is sometimes the systems that you leverage from the broker could ultimately cripple your ability to leave the broker later if things aren't going well or if you've you know outgrown them or you just ultimately need something different for your business so I want you to I want you to keep that in mind because for example if you've built an amazing website on a broker system 
and you use your website to lead generate and you have different landing pages for buyers and sellers and renters and you have an IDX set up and all these things are all beautiful and you spend all this time developing it over the years, you've got a blog that's active, all those things, and then one day you pull the plug and say, I'm leaving, are you allowed to take it with you? Is the service provider that they employ someone that allows you to convert your account, account to something else to, to your own individual account when you leave? How much work is involved in that? Are you providing them access to all of your leads because you're putting it into a CRM that the brokerage provides? So guys, I'm not, I don't have any stake in what brokerage you're at. I, I couldn't care less. Really, I couldn't. I just want you to be aware of the decision that you're making when you go to a broker. If you're going to pay a flat fee of 500 bucks a transaction, that's great. Good for you. But are you getting anything for it? Even a small, a small fee, if you're not going to take the extra money that you're saving that you may have paid to another brokerage with a less favorable split, if you're not going to do anything with the money you save and you're just selfishly putting that into your bank account, then you're not really growing your business. You're just staying status quo and you're pinching the pennies. When you save money in real estate, of course, put some away, do your thing. However you do your finances is all you, but you should also be putting money back into your business. Well, I was at a brokerage at one point where I was paying a 25% split, and then I went to another brokerage where I was only paying a 15% a split, but then they had a royalty, and then they didn't offer some of the things that the broker did that, that I charged, or I was paying 25% to, and then when I, when I looked at everything, it was like I kind of broke even. But one of them I had more freedom at than the other, so it ultimately being you know being at the one with the the better split with the royalty that i had to pay that didn't provide as much was better for me right but my point is is those are all things i had to evaluate so when you go somewhere it's okay is there uh what's the split or is there a royalty are there monthly fees do i get an office if i get an office do i get connection do i get access to the internet because I was at a brokerage once where they provided an office, but the internet went out like every four minutes and it was the worst thing ever. Uh, so I had to go get another office anyway. But you know, all those things become important. Are they providing printing? Do you have to use uh, certain you know, marketing material? How, how big does their brand have to be? Is every agent in the office branding their stuff identically or do you have freedom of choice on how you present yourself and individualize uh, yourself and, and make your business different and unique from all the other businesses. All those things are really, really important. So when you're evaluating brokerages, I want you to take a moment to be selfish because the brokerage that you're at isn't about your client. It's about you. It's about you being comfortable. It's no different than me wearing these clothes and a golf shirt, pair of jeans and some flip flops, right? It's no different than me being comfortable in my skin, having one less obstacle in front of me, when I'm comfortable in my skin, I can then uh, be comfortable in front of the client. I'm on my game, I'm more witty, I'm, I'm quick to respond to things, I know what needs to be done, right? When you're distracted from the internal politics of an office, or you just don't feel comfortable in the clothes that you're wearing, it's very, very hard to operate favorably for everyone else. So when you pick your brokerage, I want you to take a moment to be selfish. And I want you to ask questions that you can be selfish about. If I pay you 25 or 35 or 50%, what do I get for that? And 
is what you're giving to me stuff that I would use? If they offer lead generation and a website and a CRM, remember guys, the brokerages are pitching you as well. They are selling to you. They want you there. So make sure you ask about what they provide and understand what they provide. And then before you make some crazy decision to sign on the dotted line, not that you could never change, but it's a pain in the rear. Before you sign on the dotted lines, do your research and figure out if you'd even use those systems. And the reason I say be selfish is because if you protect what's best for your business, then you automatically are protecting what's best for your client. If you protect what's best for you and your business and your growth and development, then you are protecting what's best for your client because your clients are your business. So if you are at a brokerage that's going to cripple you and take away your ability to be you and represent yourself as, uh, as independent and have the ability as a business owner to make your own decisions and be free to choose your own marketing and this and that, then if you are at a broker that allows you to make those decisions, then move forward, do your thing as long as you're comfortable. Some of you may like the more standardized uh, marketing plays. That's perfectly fine. Maybe that's less distracting to you. Some of you may want something that's a little more freeing, right? A little less requirement. And your splits may be different uh, as a result. But don't get sold into systems that you're never going to use. And don't get sold into systems that are going to handicap your ability to be able to move freely later, okay? So just keep all those things in mind. That's the message I have for you today. If you have any questions at all, guys, you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, but hit me up in the comments. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, please hop over to YouTube and search for Rerot and make sure that you subscribe for our station. And for those of you who are already on YouTube, uh, make sure wherever that button is that you click it and subscribe so you don't miss the good stuff. Uh, we are gonna be doing some things on YouTube specifically that are going to be YouTube exclusive content that are not gonna make it onto the podcast. So in an effort to make sure that you're not missing out, please make sure you head over there and subscribe. As we close things up, make sure you remember everything you do now is already working for 2019. So be honest with yourself. Don't kick yourself too hard, but be honest with the feedback that you provide yourself. Be honest with the value of the surroundings you have. If your surroundings are not serving you well, well then you need to change your surroundings. Get into a new brokerage, find a new office, change your mindset, alter your perspective so that you can perform at the highest level possible. And guys, I gotta tell you something, that work, it does not do itself. You've got to do it. Real agents work. You, 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 you have to be one of them. I love you guys. Thank you for caring enough to be here, for caring enough about your business and your clients' well-being to be here. I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll catch up with you soon.